Hello and welcome to the Fantasy Basketball Podcast. I'm your host, Mark Short. Two and a bit weeks away from the start of the regular season, which is super exciting. Um, drafts are kind of taking effect at the moment. We are seeing a few. There'll probably be a couple this weekend, but mainly in the next two weeks, um, drafts are going to go absolutely bonkers. So now's the time where we should be looking at if we don't have our pick, um, we should be looking at different plans, the sort of players that we want to attack, sleepers, bus, all that sort of stuff. Um, good news is, is the draft guide is out. I've dropped the draft guide 25% uh, down to 20 Australian dollars, which um, should make it a little bit more affordable um, and a little bit more of a um, justification, easy justification. If you are in a free league or a, a cheaper league, there's also the draft guide cheat sheet, which is out for 11 bucks Australian as well, which has just got your rankings. Um, a couple of sleepers, a couple of busts. The the full draft guide's got everything. Your rankings, 20 sleepers, um, a few more than that, 20 busts thereabouts, full team breakdowns, players that I like on each team, players that I'm fading on each team. Um, we've got um, stats that you can chase late. Um, we've got... Um, what else have we got on there? I've got it in front of me. Why don't I just look? Um schedule we've got deflections we've got assist turnovers and why the plays that you can target if you're in a nine category league for example there are plays that you can target that have got high assists um and the turnovers aren't going to absolutely um destroy your team turnovers don't need to be a tanking category depending on who you select so there are guys that have high assists and very low turnovers that will help in that area um early in your draft so i'll break it down for early rounds i break it down for mid to late rounds as well and players that you can target there deflections i've taken a look at um how deflections and steals correlate and um players based on last year players that had um high deflections and low steals players that had low deflections high steals and bringing them back to the mean and bringing them back to what the average was for the um for the top players um in those categories and uh it was pretty interesting um and some guys that you can get probably later in your draft that should have some pretty high um upside whenever it comes to steals and um yeah pretty pretty cool uh pretty cool to look at it was good fun to look at as well um what else is there i've got sophomores um players that i'm targeting in in the second year breakout space um rookies ones that i'm looking at ones that i'm fading um fading a couple of ones that are probably going to be a little bit surprising but that's okay that's what this is all for um and then a, a couple of different things about draft strategies um for category leagues the as i said what you get in the the full guide is a lot different to what you get into the cheat sheet so um take a bit of a look if you are in a paid league and a somewhat decently paid league um maybe the draft guide the full draft guide's your, your way to go if you are in a free league maybe the um the cheat sheet's the way to go um but now that i've done all of that spilling let's talk top 20 rankings so what i'm looking at here is category leagues um i'm taking into account eight category and not and nine category there is a little bit of a um a tiny bit of a change but the top guys are studs so um it doesn't really bother me too much i'm looking at guys in the in this top 20 range that have got high upside who also have got um fairly high flaws as well so even if they 
I say in different situations, if, if they do have a down year, um, you're still going to get elite production out of them. So number one on my list and number one who should go in most places undisputably is Nikola Jokic. He is an absolute stud. Um, there's no two ways about it. He's going to pretty well support you in every single category um, that you're looking for. He is he, he was a number one player last year for a reason. High points, high boards, high assists. Um, decent um, defensive stats, considering he's not a defensive monster. Um, you've got amazing um, percentages as well. Um, a three a game. Like I, I think that he's just somebody that should go number one and can take you wherever you need to go. Um, there's no doesn't hinder you in anywhere. He's just he's the right guy to take with your first pick. Giannis Antetokounmpo. Um, and from probably two to six, seven, um, I think there's a lot of interchangeable players. It depends on, like, I, I think at that point you kind of just get your guy. If there's a, if there is players that you want mid to late in your draft that will um, help support somebody that you're looking to take in the earlier rounds, do that. There's no point taking somebody like a Joel Embiid if you're also going to be taking. Uh, if you're also eyeing off a lot of bigs later in your draft and you're capped at center, for example. Um, or on the other hand, there's no point taking somebody like, say, James Harden or Steph Curry if you're then planning on just taking guys who aren't going to support those categories, uh, if they're not going to help win assists um, because Harden is not going to win assists on his own. Um, so keep that in mind. Get your guy. Get whoever you want. Um with two to seven, I don't think there's really too much of a bad pick there. Um, but for me, I had the second pick. I'm taking Giannis. Reason for it, and I was low on Giannis last year because there was a regression on his stats um, and mainly his defensive stats over the last three or four years prior to that. He rectified that last year um, and he had a really, really nice season. So I like the fact that Giannis has worked on his, um, worked on his free throw percentage. He's worked on his three pointers so that he's not going to he's not going to be elite in any of those categories ever, but he's going to be able to keep people honest. Um and that's all you need. So I like Giannis for the fact that yes, you're going to get elite uh percentages, you're going to get elite rebounds, you're going to get good um assists and good defensive stats out of his position as well. As I said, the the free throw probably puts you into a little bit of a free throw tank build just because of his volume, but um, you take the good with the bad with Giannis, and I think that he's going to have another monster year um, and show why he is one of the best guys in the league. So Giannis at two for me. I've got KD at three. Um, probably not dissimilar to why I've got Jokic at three. Um, does a bit of everything. Really good for both percentages. Um, really good for boards. Really good for assists. A lot of places have got him listed at six and a half to nearly seven assists per game. I don't see that with Ben Simmons and Kyrie Irving back, and I guess they're healthy. Um, I think KD's more of a five-assist-a-game kind of guy, but even still, he's got really good three-point percentages. He's going to get you a steal. He's going to get you a block. Um, he's just good. Um, KD's elite. He's a scorer. He's going to go close to leading the league in points per game as well. So, um yeah, I, I really like KD at three. Again, it doesn't he doesn't hurt you anywhere. He's elite everywhere. Um, the only thing that I would be a little bit wary about with KD is potentially games missed. Um, before his big injury, he was really good at staying on the court, considering how 
slender and how lengthy he is. Um, but I really like KD. Uh, I think he's a really good fantasy option and um, someone who tends to slide a little bit in drafts. But I like, I've got him at the third overall player. I've got Joel Embiid at four. Um, I think that he's just last year and the year before, to be fair, um, the year before last, he was pretty outspoken about how he wasn't really in um, in contention for the MVP due to the games played caveat. Um, and last year, he played more games than he's ever played before. Um, I read somewhere that he got a coaching to help when he falls. So whenever he gets contact and he falls to limit any potential um, strain on his body and falling in the right way, which is, to be fair, something that AD could probably use. Um, but he's an absolute monster, is Embiid. The, as I said, the concern that I've got with him is games played. He's got a history of not playing games. Philly right in their window. So I do think that he is going to play more games or close to as many games as he did last year. I think 70 is the over-under mark there, which you'd absolutely take at the start of the season for Embiid. He's going to get you 50% from the field. He's going to get you over 80% from the line. He's going to get you triple. He's going to get you 30 points a game. He's going to get you 12 boards. Um, assists, yeah, maybe three or four. Um, steals and blocks, he's going to get you a total of two and a half to three stocks on a game. Um, he's just really good. As I said, the... The concern with him is obviously games played, um, but Embiid's a weapon, um, and he'll tell you that himself, obviously. Um, so, yeah, I've got Embiid listed at four there. Luca, I've got at five, and I was a bit unsure about Luca at five um, because he he, does, he he can miss games himself. Um, he plays a pretty... Um, pretty aggressive and pretty high usage style of basketball. Um, his percentages are okay. His field goal is okay. His field goals are pretty decent actually for a guard, um, but he puts up a lot of volume, which can hurt if he's off. Um, free throw percentage, 75%. Again, high volume. So it's okay. Um, he's going to get you three triples a game. He's going to get you 30 points a game. He's going to get you close to a triple double a game. Um, a steal and half a block. He does have really high turnovers as well. Um, he is now missing Jalen Brunson. Um, obviously, we could potentially slide in Spencer Dinwiddie there, but I and I, and they've obviously got uh, Christian Wood in, so the pick and roll game should be pretty strong. The as I said, the the concern I've got with Luca is turnovers and its free throw percentage. Um, defensive stats. Is okay. He doesn't really do too much there, but um, they're not really asking him to because of the amount of workload he does in the offensive end. But Lukem is an absolute game changer whenever it comes to out of position boards um, for the point guard spot, as well as getting you some really high assists numbers. He's also really consistent with that as well. Every single game, he's going to get you 25 to 30 points. He's going to get you seven to 10 boards. He's going to get you seven to 10 assists. Um, there's no, there's not too many games where he is completely under that or completely over that. So that's why I like Luca at five. There's also, there's a real shortage of elite assist guys in the in the league. Um, 
And if you want your assist, you need to get your assist early. So that's why I think Luca is borderline a top five player um, because he'll be able to to help in a lot of those places. As I said, it was the next the next couple of guys here are again interchangeable. As I said, I think that two to seven, and now looking at it, probably two to nine, I think is really interchangeable. Um, again, get your guy. If you don't like Luca, don't take Luca. Take somebody else, and it's not going to be a bad pick. Um, but six, I've got Carl Anthony Towns. Carl Anthony Towns is an absolute weapon. Um, I don't think that he is going to hurt too much with the um, inclusion of Rudy Gobert into that starting lineup. I do think that they're going to stagger those two quite a bit, so Rudy Gobert will be out of feast whenever Cat's not on the court, vice versa. Um, and they're going to make it work. There's, they're professionals. Obviously, they'll make it work. But Cat is going to be a 25-point-a-game kind of guy, eight, nine boards, um, four assists, a block of steel, good percentages, couple of triples. My, He's always been a 50-odd percent shooter. My concern is that drops a little bit because he thinks that he's the greatest big man shooter of all time, which, again, not accurate. Um, but he is he's good enough to stretch the floor. In fact, he's really good. Um, so he'll stretch the floor a lot. He'll put up a lot more triples than what he has previously because he's got the protection on the inside from Rudy Gobert. Um, so I think we're likely to see more than two triples a game, but we're also likely to see a drop in field goal percentage, and we're probably also likely to see a drop in free throw percent um, free throws taken. Uh, so that volume there could drop by one or so a game. Um, but I, I love Cat. I, I'm a Cat guy. Um, I, I really like what Minnesota's doing as well. They're really, really exciting. There's a couple of guys there that I will be taking or looking to take in the, the early rounds. Anthony, Anthony Edwards is the other one. But, um, yeah, Cat is... Cat is the guy there right now. So um, I've got him at six again. It could be earlier. Take your guy. You can take him at two if you want. I've got no issues with that. Um, seven and eight I've got is pretty interchangeable. So you've got I've got Steph at seven and I've got Lillard at eight. A lot of places are showing Lillard in the second round. A lot of ADPs are showing Lillard mid to late second. and if you if you believe that you can get him mid to late second in your draft, credit to you. Um, I think that if anybody does that, they're absolutely foolish to do so because Lillard is healthy. He's going to play close to um, close to eighty games, um, and he is in a team that's going for it now. No CJ McCollum. Obviously, you've got Anthony Simons in the starting lineup. I don't see Simons as being as uh, as big of a usage guy as um, as CJ McCollum. I think he'll play a similar sort of role to what McCollum did in his probably last year or so, um, which is just putting up triples, spread helping spread the floor for for Lillard. But um, I can't skip over Steph before I go to Lillard. Um, back on Steph. Steph is a league winner whenever, whenever it comes to triples. It's going to get you 25 to 27 points a game. Elite from the line. He's going to get you five assists. Oh, sorry, five rebounds, six assists, a steal. Really good with um, with low turnovers as well. My big concern about Steph is coming off a 
um, a championship run or championship winning season. I think that they're going to rest him a bit. Jordan Poole is obviously somebody that they they view um, quite highly. I have my reservations about Jordan Poole, but um, they really like him. So they're going to give him plenty of minutes and they're going to let Steph rest when he needs to rest. Um, so I think that Steph is is a concern for missed games. He's getting to an older age as well. His body has never been amazing. Um, so I've got my reservations on Steph, which is why I've got Lillard just behind him because I think that they are interchangeable. In fact, I'm looking at the um, looking at the projections here, and I would almost rather take Lillard. Um, a lot of places have got him projected for 27 or 25 points a game. I think he's going to be closer to 30. Lillard is just a weapon, um, and he doesn't get the same sort of recognition as Steph does because Steph is Steph. Steph's got the accolades. Um, Steph is the greatest shooter of all time. But when it comes to fantasy, Lillard is right there. So, again, interchangeable. If somebody wanted to take Lillard second overall, I it would be bold, but I, I would be okay with that. Um, I've got an early pick in in a couple of drafts, and I'm thinking of taking Lillard. There is a an element of the fact that I really like Lillard as a player. Um, I really like the fact that he has constantly put the team on his shoulders, but also he just doesn't get the recognition that he that he deserves when it comes to fantasy. He's always going to be a seven seven and a half assist sort of guy with three turnovers. Great, um, he's going to get you a steal. Again, so that's not amazing. Um, you want a bit more from the defensive production out of your point guards, but um, you take that. He's going to get you three triples a game. He's going to get you high points. He's decent from the field for a point guard with high volume. He's great from the line with high volume. Um, I really like him. Um, so that's why I've got Lillard earlier than most. So I've got Lillard at eight. Behind that, and there's probably a glaring omission that I haven't spoken about so far, and a lot of places will have this guy very high. Um, and I do have him high as well in some situations. Um, but I think you need to be very careful when you are drafting this guy because um, James Harden just misses time. He's got... He's, He's got one leg. His hamstring is horrible. Um, they brought in D'Anthony Melton, um, and they've kept on Tyrese Maxey probably for a reason because they don't necessarily trust James Harden. But having said that, Harden has always been a top three pick um, whenever it comes to fantasy because he is just elite. He... He's going to get you 25 points a game. He's going to get you a couple of triples. He is huge when it comes to the free throw line. Surprisingly, he's good from the field. Um, seven boards, 10 assists, thereabouts. Um, a steal, steal and a half, thereabouts. Um, half a block. He's actually not bad in the post as a defender. Um, he gets a lot of flack for being a, a lazy defender. But in the post, he's not too bad. Um his turnovers are probably a bit higher, but again, you you can offset those with the elite um, the elite assist numbers, and it doesn't look too bad in isolation. But the concern is obviously missed games. There is 
no doubt in my mind that Harden rests. There is no doubt in my mind that um, we are a chance of him missing back-to-back sets, uh, a game in every back-to-back set. And I think they've got 14 this year, so that could be 14 games missed. He's over the age of 30. Um, he has always struggled a little bit with weights. Um, I just... I have my concerns over Harden, um, which is why he's at nine. If we're talking per game value, he should be a top three guy, but we're talking total value and guys that you're going to be able to hold throughout the entire season and Harden is somebody that I'm really concerned about. I'll be honest, I I will take him. I'll probably draft him higher than this, but I'll be doing it in leagues where he, um, where I know that I can probably get a trade. There is, there, You guys would know this. If you're in a couple of leagues, some leagues are better for trading than others. Some people like trades more than others. Um, and James Harden is somebody who, if you've got some naive owners in there or players or guys who just look at games um, in isolation or, or per game value, James Harden is somebody that you could definitely trade. And that's what I'm looking to do. Um, so per game, I think he's great. Do I think that he's going to be there for the the playoff postseason or the fantasy postseason? I'm unsure about. Do I think that there could be games that come down to the wire on a Sunday and you you find that James Harden's day-to-day and missing? Yeah, I do. Um, I think that that could be really frustrating. So if you take Harden, make sure that you're drafting some really durable guys in your second and third rounds because um, – and I think you also really need to take – or really need to take De'Anthony Melton in, into consideration the back end of your drafts because if Harden misses De'Anthony Melton – could slide into the starting lineup. Tyrese Maxey will will be in the starting lineup anyway. But um, I think that if you're drafting Harden, Maxey is probably a must, um, and Melton is pretty close to that as well. So take one of those two. Um, then rounding out the top 10, I've got Trey Young. Trey, again, he, he's very similar to Steph and to, um, and to Lilla. Trey cops a lot of heat and a lot of haters because he's a bit of a flog. Um, he's very arrogant for somebody who hasn't really done much in his career to date. Um, but statistically, it's all we care about for fantasy. And statistically speaking, he's decent from the field. He's great from the line on high volume. He's going to get you three or so triples a game. He's going to get you high points. He's not going to get you anything on rebounds because he's... He's very slight. Um, eight, nine, ten assists a game. Um, a, a steal a game, if that. Nothing on the uh, – nothing blocks. Um, and he's not too bad whenever it comes to turnovers as well. Again, similar to Harden, where you've got the high assists. So, um, again, take it all with a grain of salt and look at them in isolation. Um, I certainly wouldn't be taking somebody who's got four turnovers a game on six assists. Somebody like – um, let's have a look here. Somebody like Paul George. I think that's really concerning. Um, yeah, Trey's, Trey's elite. He plays games, gets it done. They're bringing somebody in to help him out, um, to free him up as well. So I think that he's going to have another good year. Um, so it rounds out the top 10. At 11, I've got Jason Tatum. I'll be honest, I reckon that the top 10 goes really deep this year. Um, and I think that there is a chance that players that you're getting in the back end of the second round could end up being a top 10, top five sort of player. Um, but yeah, Jason Tatum, I, I, I don't think that he's going to have too much of a different year to last year. Um, maybe slightly better now that 
Robert Williams is out, they might slide him up into into a small ball five. Um, but I think he's really good. Good percentages, good triples, good boards, decent assists um, for well, five assists, um, a steal, half a block, like a mini Durant. And um, I think Tatum's, yeah. Tatum's really, really good if you're getting him in um, at the back end of your first um, or even the start of your second, depending on the, the, the league size that you're in. This is where it starts to get a little bit interesting and I, I potentially um, cop a little bit of heat, a little bit of hate um, for some controversial picks that I've got here. At 11, I've got Tyrese Halliburton. The reason for that is A, I love him. I think he's great. B, he is the best player in a not-so-good team. Um, the Indiana Pacers are going to be really poor this year. Um, I I have concerns over a lot of players on their lo- on their roster. Um, Tyrese Halliburton is not one of them. Concerned about potentially tanking, them tanking at the end of the season, depending on how many wins they've got. Um, but I, I will take that, given his output. Um, good percentages. Good triples. He's going to get 20 points a game or thereabouts, uh, maybe even a, a little bit more. He's going to get you four uh, rebounds a game. Again, not amazing. Um, nine assists a game, which is elite. 1.6 deals to 1.8 is elite. Um, half a block is good. But the thing that I love the most about Tyrese Halliburton is he protects the basketball. He is smart with how he uses it. His, his assists are high, his turnovers are low, and I think that he is going to be amazing this year. Um, I would... It It is bold to take him probably in the top 10. Um, I think it's fine at the start of your second. Um, I, just, I just love his output. Statistically, he's just so good. There's no reason why we aren't looking at a Chris Paul and his prime... Not prime... Chris Paul type numbers, but from a healthier body, um, from a younger body. Um, I really, really like Tyrese Halliburton. Um, and again, I think he's going to have a really big year. The next one is probably a bit more controversial again. Um, in fact, this is probably out of my top 20. This is probably my most controversial pick. And that's that I've got Darius Garland at 13. Um, I am not. I'm not really concerned about Donovan Mitchell coming in. I do think that Darius Garland will take a little bit of a hit when it comes to usage. Um, I think Donovan Mitchell will take a massive hit when it comes to usage. So I think that if we're looking at who's going to drop off more between last season and this season, I think it's going to be Mitchell. Um, I the reason why I've got Darius Garland high again category leagues, but really good percentages, both field goal and free throw. Two and a half triples a game. 20 points, I think, is his, is his floor. I think we could see up to about 24 points a game. Um, he doesn't do much on on um, rebounds or blocks or anything like that, but he is going to get you eight or thereabout assists a game. He's going to get you 1.3 to 1.5 steals a game. And again, he takes care of the basketball. I, I think the Cleveland are going to have a really good year. Um, Darius Garland had his injury concerns in college, but... Since he's entered the NBA, he's been really good and really durable. 
Um, maybe I have put the absolute moz on it and jinxed it, but I think that he is going to be strong. Um, so I really like Darius Garland. Again, 13 might be a little bit, um, a little bit too high, but I think he is a second rounder. Um, so, and per game, he might not be, but total season value, he will be. Um, and that's what we've got to look at. Again, unless you're in a league where you can trade players willy-nilly um, and you've got owners who are, who are happy to do that, I think that in your early picks, in your first two rounds, you want to get players who you can count on. And Darius Garland is somebody that I believe that you can count on this year. At 14, we've got Paul George. Paul George is somebody who will probably be a top 10 guy per game. Um, but Paul George... Misses time. Um, his body is letting him down. Um, same as his teammate Kawhi's. Same as his other teammate John Wall. Um, Paul George, we know that he is elite whenever it comes to the defensive end. Uh, we know that he's elite when it comes to triples and points. Really good percentages. Decent boards for his position. Decent assists for his position. Uh, as I kind of mentioned before, he turns the ball over a lot as well. Um so if we're going to get five assists out of him, we're probably going to get four, four and a half turnovers out of him, which in nine category leagues negates that. Also something that you probably need to consider in points leagues as well. Eight category leagues, obviously it's redundant, doesn't really matter. But the thing that we also need to look at is games played. The Clippers have 15 back-to-back sets this year. Stands the reason that um, through the history of the new Clippers team with Paul George and Kawhi Leonard, their games played between them or with them both on the court is limited, so they're going to want to keep them both for the postseason. I expect that there we have a absolute minimum of 15 games missed from Paul George. I think that in the lead into the playoffs, he gets managed. Um, and I think around the All-Star break, he might get managed as well. So I would put the over-unders as 20. Oh. If we could get 65 games out of Paul George this year, I think that would be a win. I think that we're likely to see less than 60 games from Paul George this year. So that's why he's a second rounder. I would, if I'm taking an injury prone person in the first round, I'm probably going to struggle to take Paul George in the second round because that's too much risk for me. Um, But he's going to get you... 1.8 1.8 steals a game. He's going to get you two or three. He's going to get you three or four triples a game. Um, really good point. So he's a really good player. But yeah, I'm concerned about his um, his health when it comes to the regular season. Um, next of all, George, I've got Bradley Beal. I like Bradley Beal. Um, I could potentially have him a little bit higher, but. Again, I'm not really sure what Washington are going to do this year. Um, they're either going to be mediocre or they're going to be trash. I think Bradley Beal should have left Washington a while ago, but he's still there, and that's fine. <coughs> Pardon me. Um, if we're looking at fantasy output, I think that we're going to see Bradley Beal play a decent amount of games. Um, I think we're going to see probably about 70 games. Um we're going to get good percentages. We're going to get good points. We're going to get 
five boards, five assists, um, a steal and a bit. 25, 26, 27 points per game, potentially more. He has the potential to lead the league in points per game. Bradley Beal is just a stud. Um, and I think having him as a mid-second rounder, I think makes sense. He does a lot everywhere without being elite anywhere, um, which is a concern. So pairing him up with somebody like a – if you can pair him up with a Jokic or you can pair him up with a Lillard, pair him up with a Trey, um, even pairing him up with an Embiid or Cat, at least you're going to have elite categories in some areas with the nice supporting stats from Bradley Beal. If you're going with um, somebody like, let's have a look here, somebody like a Jason Tatum and Bradley Beal, I think that might be a little bit tough because it's mainly for category leagues because you're not going to be elite anywhere. Um, percentages withstanding and points withstanding, um, you need more than that. So you need somebody who's going to get you 10, 12 boards a game, um, 10 assists a game. Um, so, yeah, keep that in mind with Bradley Beal. But he's a really good supporting player who is just an absolute stud. Kawhi Leonard, I've got a 16, mainly for the per-game output. He is so, so good. Um, be really good to see him back on the basketball court as well. He just – everything just looked really slow whenever – Kawhi Leonard's got the ball. He's always got time. Um, he always makes the right decision. And I think that we're going to see a bit of a resurgence from him. Again, 60 is the over-under number, four games played, same as Paul George. Um, and I think that if he does play and he does play well, which I don't, ex- I don't expect otherwise, we're going to see a really good percent. We're going to see close to 50% from the field. We're going to see close to 90% from the line. We're going to see close to two triples, 20-odd points, seven um, rebounds, four and a half, five um, assists per game, close to one and a half to 1.6 steals, half a block, and he protects the ball really well, as I said. So you may be looking at one and a half, two turnovers, um, neg- negligible. Um so, yeah, I, I, I like Kawhi from a per-game value. I just am unsure about him from a, um, a a total season because, again, I don't think he plays as many games as we would like. LeBron, I've got 17. I don't think too much needs to be said about LeBron. He continues to defy father time. Um, he's going to get close to a triple-double every single um, game. It's a shame for the Lakers, that he is still the guy. Um, obviously, we want to see LeBron play well, but we also want to see LeBron, well, some people. I am one of the people who wants to see LeBron win. Um, and I think that it's really tough whenever he is, what, I don't even know how old he is, 58, um, and still the best player on the team. Somebody else needs to help stand up. Um, AD should be that guy, needs to be that guy. But anyway, LeBron... He's going to get you normal LeBron numbers. Good percentage on the field, bad from the line. A couple of triples a game, 25-odd points, seven assists, seven rebounds, a steal, a block. That's what you're going to get from LeBron. Um, a few places have got his turnovers at the three number. I think it's going to be higher than that um, just because, yes, he's a good passer, but sometimes he just gets um, – his teammates either aren't cottoning on or he just doesn't make – 
the right call. Um, but I think LeBron is last year he was the sixth overall player per game. Um, again, you can make an argue that he is going to be a top five guy this year um, per game value, but I just don't think he's going to be because the game's played. So that's why I've got LeBron at 17. 18, I've got Fred Van Vliet. I love me some FVB. Um, I'm not really sure of Toronto this year. Every single season, I am a bit unsure about their, their lineup. I mean, he's got a, he's got his role, but I'm not really sure what they're doing. Fred VanVleet, he misses time, and Nick Nurse plays his starting lineup into the absolute ground. He runs them ragged. His field goal percentage is horrible. Barely makes over 40% of his shots. He's decent from the field. He's decent um, whenever it comes to his um, his turnovers, his assists, and his steals. Points and, and triples are good. Again, I'm a bit concerned about, again, games played, but FEV is good. You just need to be mindful of the fact that he doesn't get you too much outside of points, triples, assists, and steals. Um, so take that with a grain of salt. Number 19, I've got LaMelo Ball. In in all fairness, I could probably have him a little bit higher, but my concerns with LaMelo is more about his team. Whenever I heard that, well, with Miles Bridges' uncertainty to play this season um, or for the rest of his career, they don't really have anybody else. Gordon Haywood is not that good. McDaniels, I think he's going to have a nice year, but again, he's not that great. Um, Mark Williams. PJ Washington, Terry Rogier should have a nice season. But Lamelo is is the guy there. Um, I'm just concerned that Charlotte are going to be really poor. Um, but having said that, I am having some regrets on having Lamelo this low. I could probably have him a couple of spots higher. He's decent from the line. Well, sorry, strong from the line. Good triples, good boards, good assists, good steals. Um, decent points, getting you 20-odd points a game. Not great from the field um, doesn't get you anything on the on the block side as well but I think whenever it comes to point guards in the early rounds you can't go too wrong with Lamello um, and if you can get him as a second round guy um, probably even an early second round guy as I said regrets putting him this low I'd probably put him um, almost up to your above Kawhi Leonard's almost up to your 15 14th um, overall as opposed to 19th. But um, anywhere in that range, I think Lamelo is really good value. Um, again, if you want Lamelo, go out and get Lamelo. If you want him at the end of your first, start of your second, go get him. Um, he isn't going to be too dissimilar whenever it comes to statistical output to Tyrese Halliburton, who I've obviously got as, um, as a end of your first, start of your second. So... I can see the value in going after Lamelo. The reason why I've got somebody like Tyrese slightly higher um, percentages for one. I think from the field, Tyrese Halliburton is is better. Um, I also think that Tyrese Halliburton's floor is higher as well. Um, he's got enough pieces around him to make him look good. Um, I think that Indiana will be better than Charlotte if Miles Bridges doesn't play, um, and I think that's the assist to turnover 
ratio is just elite whenever it comes to Tyrese Halliburton. Um, and then rounding out your top 20, there I've got Kyrie Irving. Kyrie, per game, is a stud. Um, he can't play in Canada, though, because of the vaccination regulations. He misses time a lot, um, whether that's through injury, whether that's through personality clashes, whether that's through politics, whether that's because of the star signs that are misaligned. Who bloody knows? Kyrie misses time, and he will continue to miss time. In fact, whenever he was renegotiating his contract, I think he had a clause or wanted to put in a clause for 60 games, um, which shows you where his mindset is. Um Similar to some other players that I've spoken about in the past, he doesn't. He's been pretty outspoken about his disdain for the regular season, and that um, he really only wants to play playoffs. He's a big game player. Um, per game, he's an absolute monster, but he's just not going to show up. Um, he's going to miss time, especially if Brooklyn is somewhat decent. Then I think we could see Kyrie resting or resting um, in. Um, in inverted commas there. Um, the the output, as I said, is great. Really good from the field, really good from the line, really good triples, great points. I think he's going to be a six, six and a half um, assist kind of guy. He's going to get you a steal and a bit. He's going to get you half a block. Protects the ball really well. He's only going to get you two and a bit turnovers. Um, rebounds, uh kind of a bit negligible, three, three and a half, or the Kyrie is a stud. Really good to watch as well. Um, I hope that a trade can be made for Kyrie to go across to the Lakers. I think if that happens, Kyrie plays more games. Um, but that's just the gut feeling. Um, I've got no, no stats to back that up. I just think that he plays more games if he plays with LeBron. Um but, yeah, that's, that's the top 20. Let me know what your thoughts are on it. Um, I've got more. In, I've got top 204 in, in the draft guide and in the, uh, in, in the cheat sheet. You'll probably see that there are some pretty glaring omissions there. I don't have Anthony Davis in my top 20. Um, I think games played there is, is a concern. Jimmy Butler, games played there is a concern. Um I think Vooch in the third round is a steal. Um, who else am I missing here? Donovan Mitchell. A lot of play. A lot of people are going to have him in the second. Dejounte Murray. A lot of people are going to have him in the second. Um, Anthony Edwards right on the cusp. I think he's going to have a nice year, but kind of everybody in there. So that's my top twenty. Um, again, category leagues um, taking into account eight category and nine category. But yeah, all the best. Um, let us know how your drafts go. Um, Got any questions, do let me know. Um, jump onto TikTok. I'm more active on that whenever it comes to responses. Um, yeah, best of luck. Thanks again for listening. Don't forget to rate and subscribe.